Secret Truth. I'm George Butler. Charlotte Littlefield is off tonight, and I'm here sitting on my left is Charles assisting me this evening with this broadcast. Um, welcome, Alan Watt, to our program, and tell us a little bit about yourself and some of our new listeners out there. What are you about, Alan Watt? I'm about reality uh, as opposed to media fiction and uh, uh, planned agendas. So I've spent a lifetime basically studying uh, the geopolitics, you might say, of uh, not only past history, but uh, the, the present, where it's supposed to go. And you find that really we, just, we don't just come tumble down through space uh, in this old mud ball of ours and things just happen on the spot. Things are always planned on a major event, at least uh, always in advance. And uh, we're going through a planned agenda for a planned society, a planned world. And since 9-11 kicked off, the new century, the century of change, uh, we can see how it's affected the entire planet. Every country in the world has gone along with the same anti-terrorism law that really is doing nothing more than training us all, every society, every civilization, into obeying the same system as we go into a world-type government. Um, a vastly reduced uh, consumption or consumer society, of course, is all part of it. The greening agenda, uh, and in other words, the so-called equality they're bringing in is a form of uh, communism, you might say. Uh, collectivism is what they call it themselves as we go into a post-democratic and into um, an era of global governance, as they call it, from the United Nations. This is all a plan. Uh, we, we know all the big associations and foundations that are part of it. Many of the big players themselves have published books on it along the way over the years. And we're living through the greatest changes in history. And most people think it's just to do with economies crashing and so on. It's nothing to do with that. That's all planned that way. Uh, money's a fiction to, be, to begin with. And all the major bankers that lend to all the countries are all part of this big game. Uh, and you might see they're the masters of the plan uh, in economy. Yeah. This this process uh, this this G20 that's just concluded up there in Pittsburgh. What what do you see coming out of that? What's your what's your comments on on this G20 meeting? Well, to be honest with you, the, the meetings themselves don't uh, don't count for much at all because all the legwork is done for months, maybe years, sometimes uh, in advance uh, with the bureaucrats. These characters meet to give uh, a stage show for the public and simply sign the agreements that the bureaucrats have laid up for them to sign. As I say, it's a script we're going through. 
as they train the public, we're, we're global, we're all global. And in fact, if you notice in all the media, I think every single newspaper mentioned the national leaders as global leaders. It's little changes like that that they give you, that this conditioning you all, that you're now under a global system, and there's no such thing as having truly a national leader. Uh, so it's a stage format uh, that they have, uh, the same thing that they have at the United Nations for their, for their world events there, their annual meetings, stage formats for the public where everything is pre-scripted long in advance with all the treaties signed or are ready to be signed by the, the politicians when they arrive. And the little speeches they make are all written by speechwriters anyway who know the agenda, and that's why they're all on board with the same world domination goal. I got you, Alan. We've got a holdover, uh, D- Dennis. Uh, uh, we've uh, we've got a, a, a questioner uh, on the line, and we held him over uh, through the break. Qu- could you take a quick question from uh, Dennis on line right now, Alan, and then we'll get on back uh, to the to the topic. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dennis, what's your question? I know we held you over through the hour, and Bob Chapman's gone right now, but Alan Watt is our guest now in this second hour. What's your question? Uh, is it relevant to what we're talking about? Well, I, it, thank you for uh, having having me on. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to ignore you, so, I, you know, this oh, is I your know, platform I, now, Dennis. Uh, well, I, went yeah, what's your I went on the Internet to your site to see who was coming in on the second hour, Okay. And I listen to Alan all the time on uh, oh, he's great. Yeah. one of the other uh, RBN or one of the networks. And, and I've heard him before, like on Alex's show. So I, I immediately had a couple of very relevant questions. What are one they? Would be, one would be about how, ha- how has that 9-12 gathering of, you know, probably one-plus million in Washington, D.C., um, affected... Yeah, you know, I mean these guys they make plans but you know man plans and god laughs you know like they have to probably adjust and you know and and how would a gathering like that which was very peaceful in which even the military guys were probably would have defended them yeah, what, what about 9-12, Alan? What's your, what's your view on that? What's your comments? Well, there's no doubt they will take notice of things, as you say, and they will sidestep a little bit or backtrack and then come back again uh, with other obnoxious bills and laws and all the rest of it. Uh, and they're all, in fact, they're, they're, they admit themselves to take the pulse of the public every day now on every topic because they study the Internet and what's being said between people. It's, it's instant retrieval on every topic as far as you're concerned. So they do make adjustments, but there's no doubt about it that this is such a long-standing agenda. And we've seen the build-up of internal armies uh, ready to crack down on all kinds of riots. Um, these guys mean business. And believe you me, they're not going to change their, their direction uh, by being nice to them. I, there's no doubt about that. They're not going to change direction at all and backtrack or throw it out the window or ever listen to the public when they say this is what the public wants. That's not going to be even considered here. Post-democracy, um, uh, post-democratic societies, and this is what they're calling it at the top, is, is a, really a new authoritarian society where experts have, have the mandate and the authority to rule over us, and we're supposed to just simply jump and obey them. Uh, that's the society that they planned to bring in even over a hundred years ago when they set up uh, the League of Nations and then into the United Nations. And uh, the Club of Rome, that all the big boys are associated with, 
the Rockefellers uh, helped set it up, the Club of Rome, they said in their own book, which is called The First Global Revolution, um, they came up with the whole global warming scam idea in the 70s. They said that would fit the bill. They had, they had nothing else. They looked at all kinds of scenarios to bring society under their thumb uh, to save the world. And they said they hit on global warming. That would fit the bill. And so these guys literally had it planned a long time ago. Look at all the propaganda we've been fed for years now. Children in school are getting indoctrinated with this propaganda. And that's all they've heard for the last few years in school. Uh, so they're going to grow up to be the young uh, eco-Nazis uh, very shortly in uniforms, bashing the older folk on the heads for, for burning a piece of wood in their fire to keep warm in the winter. I'm not kidding. These characters literally are bringing in a new Soviet. It's a world Soviet system, an upgraded so Soviet. There's no doubt about it. Uh, a world run by experts, and they will toler really tolerate no um, um, opposition from any other factor. They mean business. And when you look into the, the military's think tank's uh, projection for the U.S. and Britain for the next 50 years, and they're both on my website in the archive section at cuttingthroughmatrix.com, these guys predict riots starting in 2010 and, and escalating all the way up to about 2030 to do with uh, food shortages because five agribusinesses, their own basically, the shareholders, the massive shareholders of the five agri-food businesses are the banks, the, the five, the, the 13 banking families. They can create food shortages and they'll create many other shortages besides and bring us down to the global village plantation. They mean business. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, I'm Alan Watt, and uh, trying to connect to... Uh, still get back to connection with George. His line was dropped here, so I'll continue talking about this uh, topic. What we need is a lot more meetings across the U.S. and other countries on a more frequent basis. Uh, to That really will spread the word faster. When, when, the, when the viewers at home, this is the problem, we're living in a TV age, like that ad was on before, everybody's stupid because we watch TV, but most folk are. That's the reality. It's the only reality they have. They believe everything on it. But when they, they see the mass uh, demonstrations going on more and more frequently, they will get curious as to what really, really is going on. And that's how you get to the, to the majority of the public. And I think, too, people should start bringing their children, too, as they did in the 60s and 70s and 80s with the anti-war protests. And that, to, you know, to an extent, will... Um, offset the image they're trying to create at the, in the media that it's all anarchists and crazy people who are demonstrating these days. When you see families there, they don't look like anarchists and, and violent people to you. Plus, it helps to uh, keep the, the law enforcement off their backs because they're, they're itching for fights these days. We've got a generation who've been trained almost from video games onwards to grow up wearing to get the black suit on and the, and, and the, the big armaments and the authority to go out bashing heads, and they're dying to do it. So we have to keep that in mind as well. The culture has been changed uh, deliberately, 
uh, weaponized, you might say, for the time that we're coming into today, now. Hello? Hello. Yeah, welcome back. We're, hey, welcome us back. Th thank you, Alan, for carrying the program for me. appreciate that. Yes. Okay. Um, is Dennis still on the line? Dennis, are you still there? Yes, Mr. Butler, Mr. Watt, I'm still here. I, I had another question. Okay, give us that real quick. We're getting to the end of this segment. Go ahead. I like that Mr. Watt did bring a good spin to the 912 there. we got to have more of that. I like that. Um, maybe he, he might want to talk to this, talk about this more later, too. Um, in light of your vast knowledge about how these guys operate, I, I like the work of like Mr. Richard C. Cook and others along that line. Of to bring in a new non-debt-based financial system, which would be an Achilles heel for the system, because obviously they're financing because they own the money, the system. Yeah. yeah. And how can we use the knowledge we have of them to be the Achilles heel and to have and to, to begin a, a bottom-up, as as Richard Cook's system has been called, a non-debt-based uh, fi financial system? Mm -hmm. I'll hang up and listen to the answer. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Thank we truly really have to uh, clean out shop completely with the old system and clean them out as well. Um, there's no doubt about it. So the big boys who own the big banks, I'm talking about the international financiers, also run foundations. And foundations run the non-governmental organizations, uh, which is a form of the Soviet. That's how the Soviet was run, ruled by councils, NGOs, and the leaders of the NGOs were picked by the Politburo. The difference in the U.S. and across the world is the foundations fund the NGOs into existence and they pick the leaders and they pretend to speak on behalf and demand uh, from government, uh, things from government on behalf of the public. In other words, they're, they're not um, elected to anything. It's a parallel government. That's what Professor Carl Quigley calls it. And it's also what Margaret Thatcher called it, a parallel government. Uh, these are, this is a thousand points of light that George Bush uh, Sr. talks about. He says it's a thousand points of light working towards this goal. He's talking about the thousand NGOs backed with the big foundations. We have to get rid of so-called philanthropists running the show. Uh, we've got to get rid of the United Nations, which is just set up by the same, the same cabal of philanthropists to bring in a world government which they will dominate. And we've got to stop obeying all the laws of the United Nations because every law that every country that signed on in 1946 or 45, every law that's come down the pike, right down to your building codes, social laws, um, child care, all that kind of stuff, comes from the United Nations. And no one elected them in. We've got to get rid of them all together. And if this be a world forum for discussion, it should be something else and not run by the bankers and the top guys placed in there by the bankers, too. They've got to get rid of the whole kit and caboodle and start from scratch. And there's no doubt about it. Um, these guys knew a long time ago, when they set up the, the GATT Treaty, the General Agreement on Trade and Tariffs, they'd already decided long before it, probably 50 years before it, that they would then finance money into the third world countries, mainly China, to set it up as the manufacturer for the planets. So every leader in the world signed on to the General Agreement on Trade and Tariffs, knowing darn well that they were selling out all of their manufacturing capabilities uh, and putting them offshore to China when they did it. They also knew the aftermath that would come when they put us into a service economy 
A service economy cannot compete with a manufacturing economy. Can't do it. And economists all know this. So these guys knew what would happen afterwards. They knew we'd float for a while. They threw credit cards out to fill the, the gap to keep us all playing ourselves while the world system was getting put into shape. And then they pulled the plug at the end, and we've all been through it. We've seen what they did. They all knew this was coming. To bring in, as I say, this new world society with a vastly reduced population, that's all we've heard on mainstream across the world now is the Optimum Population Trust, Prince Charles, uh, and all these other organizations belonging to the Optimum Population Trust. The eugenicists saying we've got to depopulate fast. We're not dying fast enough. We're going sterile very quickly, but we're not dying off fast enough to suit them. We've got to get rid of all of these guys because they all belong to the big foundations and they're backed with trillions and trillions of dollars by the international bankers who own the foundations. We've got to clean shop altogether. You can't have some kind of republic or a democratic republic system if you're going to have this side parallel government of multi-trillionaire philanthropists running the show on the sides. That's what we've got to do. Well, thank you very much, Dennis, for your questions and helping us uh, carry the program this evening. Thank you very much. Call in again next week. Okay, Alan, uh, do you think they're moving too quick uh, with this uh, plan? Uh, and no, it's causing no. the public to react like tea parties and other uh, manifestations? No. I think they're right on, on target. In fact, uh, and especially for the last 50 years of the 20th century in academia, they kept calling, uh, talking about this, the, the century of change that was coming up in the millennium. Well, the millennium really was kicked off in 2001, not 2000. All the, uh, the scientists said that it starts in 2001. It started with the Twin Towers. It was kicked off right there and then. Every country went on with the same, uh, on board with the, the same agenda at the same time with the same anti-terrorism laws, which is nothing more than a complete takeaway of freedoms of all the citizens across the world under the guise of protecting them from terrorism. Now we're all under suspicion. We're all watched night and day uh, through the Internet. Our phone calls are monitored. Everything. This is a police state. The world's been turned into one vast police state under the guise of terrorism because this is the century of change. And these big boys have planned this for so long, believe you me. They're, they're, the reason that they're buying things through right now is because the public are in a form of, of, of shock, a mild shock. Have they shock. been traumatized? Is that what's happened? The public's been traumatized by 9-11 and subsequent things? Yes, one thing after another, bank crash. Uh, Trauma-based trauma right programming. Yeah, hey, we'll be right back. Thank you, Alan Watt. Got a better way here. Thank you very much for being with us GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN, great talk radio starts here. Welcome back to The Secret Truth. I'm George Butler, along with Charles. Hey. Yeah, uh, Dave in Montana, what's your question for Alan Watt? Hello, Alan Watt, welcome back to our program. Yes, it's a pleasure. Okay, Dave in Montana, are you there? Yeah, is he there? Hello? Yeah, Dave in Montana, what's your question? Oh, how you doing? Uh, yeah, what, what's your question? We've got Alan Watt as our guest this evening. Yes, my question is, I think the uh, ultimate objective of the big boys is to uh, get the old silk trail opened up again, uh, like uh 
like interstate highways, trains, oil pipelines from the Kashmir, from the Hindu Kush all the way to Istanbul. And if you look on the map of the old Silk Trail, the only spots that's not open is Iran, the Kashmir, and the Hindu Kush, Afghanistan. And uh, I think they want to tap into China, and China, you know, this is big bucks to get on the road transportation because there is a real big competition between the ocean and land and they you know they want an interstate system probably from china to istanbul and the only way to do it is to get the biggest baddest army in there and they got to make up all these uh terrorist threats and these guys the terrorists are the ones that are going to be wanting some money from the big boys for allowing them to come through their territory so they got to make them the bad guys and get well, them that'd be quite it. a toll road wouldn't it hey uh, alan what's what's your comments what's your ideas about about that question there is a definitely a resource war going on between the big boys making sure that they grab it all for themselves across the whole planet because the the government they're bringing in a world government um, uh, it means that they also, the big boys themselves, will con- have control and ownership of all the resources across the entire world. They started this back in the early 1900s with the Cecil Rhodes Foundation. They, they, they actually sent guys across the world to take over the diamonds, uh, the gold, the mineral rights of Africa and different countries, and they haven't stopped yet because under this world government, they, they the same people, their descendants are um, planning, and it's actually underway right now. Um, we, the people across the world, will be absolutely on our, on our knees to them uh, for everything that we need to live on. That's where it's going to be. That's going to be the big stick. Um, from your food, your water, uh, to, to everything that you need for personal survival. It's what they call interdependence, not just national interdependence, but interdependence. You hear that all the time now in their speeches. That means that you must be part of their system and you will be part, you'll, be, you'll be dependent on them for everything that you need for your personal survival in life. Uh, so he's right there that uh, um, they're after the resources and they're, they're right too that um, they're going to eliminate any country, any system that hasn't come on board with the World Bank, the International Monetary Fund, the United Nations, and has tossed its religion out the window. They're all getting hammered right now because the world has to be standardized under one system. That's, that's what they're pushing. And it is right, too, uh, pipelines definitely will cross those countries, and uh, any oil in Iran or elsewhere will be sucked right out of it. And, to other, and piped along to other countries, and the same with Afghanistan. And Afghanistan, too, has always been very, very important because it's a kind of crossroads um, and highly defended by the various mountain tribes. Uh, they've stopped everyone from Britain uh, from getting in there, even in the 1800s. Uh, but, however, they're also the, the biggest exporters of poppies and for the opium trade, uh, and for, that goes into heroin as well. So, Do you think, so, Alan, that the, that part of the battle there is is over control of that production of opium, uh, the poppy fields? Do you think that's what's playing out in the background at times? Uh, there's no doubt about it that uh, uh, when the Taliban were in charge of themselves, they banned the growing of uh, of the poppy, and when uh, the U.S. and Britain went in there, 
the first thing that Bush Jr. did was to lift the ban on growing poppies. That was all over the national media, and the troops were sent in to guard the flow of the, the opium coming out of there. Most of it goes to France, Marseille. Has been the French Connection movie was a very good one. It did show you how it's done. Marseille is where they process it into heroin. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think the route is to the to the west, is it? Is it not through some of those countries from from the northern part of Afghanistan to the west into Europe and France yes. and so forth? You also yeah. find that the, the Albania was being used for a while too uh, to transport the same drug through uh, into Europe. Yeah. Okay, Dave. Does that answer your question? Okay, well, thank you very much, Dave. Uh, we, we're broadcasting live up to into Kalispell, Montana. We're in Canton, Ohio, also Akron, Ohio. We're in Austin, Texas, Tulsa, and Oklahoma City. And we want to thank all of our listeners out there. Alan, what what um, uh, what kind of activities? Uh, what are you doing right now? Are you writing anything new? And I know you're on the air a lot. Is there anything uh, new? An article or a book that you're working on that you can tell our listening audience about? I've got uh, I've got a book out. It's, it's called Waiting for for the Miracle. It's got a compilation of a lot of history in there, and it's also going out in its Spanish and Portuguese versions probably next week. Uh, so uh, that's up there for sale as well. But I've got lots of I've got hundreds of hours of um, audios, uh, talks that I've given over the years. They can anyone can download for free at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. When I go over a lot of these topics in detail, I use, I never speculate, I don't use conspiracy, I use the books put out in memoirs of big players who work for the foundations, who still work for them, uh, the Brzezinski's, the Kissinger's, these kind of boys, and I go into the history of when really they got underway in a, co- a, co- a coordinated effort, a concentrated effort, as I say, beginning in the late 1800s. Uh, literally with a plan to take over the entire world, to bring in a controlled world society where uh, basically those who believe that the right to rule, those who who have the the intelligence and the money and the power have the right to rule, uh, they will be doing exactly that. There will be no such thing down below uh, in this massive multi-layered bureaucratic system uh, with social services, there'll be no room for you or I or anyone else to have any personal free decisions to, and choices to make. It'll all be done for us. That's what they mean by their controlled society. Um, it's a hell on earth they're bringing in, and we're living through uh, the implementations of this. We've seen lots of it already. Um, and the big players throughout the years, like Lord Bertrand Russell, wrote about the system. He worked for the big boys. Uh, he's affiliated with the Royal Institute for International Affairs, Council on Foreign Relations, as, as, as the American branch. Um, and he wrote about the society they're bringing in, how they train the children, that indoctrinate the children with a scientific indoctrination, he called it. Uh, Julian Huxley was another member, the first CEO of UNESCO, whose job it was, he says, was to uh, bring in a new society of children, train them in a world globalist society to be good, obedient, um, basically uh, socialists um, who would worship their government, uh, a world government. And um, these boys all wrote about this in their own books. We've lived through every phase, almost every phase of this plan, except for the depopulation part and the mandatory sterilization, which they also talked about. And so did Mr. Rockefeller's family. I think each generation of them, they're still pushing yet for depopulation on a, on a massive scale. Um, 
Yeah, Charles has a question about something on your site. Hey, Alan, Charles, George's assistant here. I see on your website, Cutting Through the Matrix, lots of photos of chemtrails in the sky. And I'm just curious what you think they are. Are they for weather modification? Are they to make us sick or some some other purpose, perhaps? Well, I'm sure they could use many purposes uh, for the same thing. Uh, They always get a a big bang for their buck, so they have lots of uh, things to do with it. Definitely weather modification has been going on uh, openly now since about 1998 across the U.S. and Canada on a daily basis. Um, They also uh, uh, are using Tesla technology, HARP technology, along with it. And you'll find uh, that even Brzezinski talked about that in his own book, uh, Between Two Ages. They'd use this HARP technology and spray the skies with metallic particles to make it more conductive. Okay, Alan, we've got to cut away, and we'll be right back for our last segment. Thank you for being with us this evening. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Welcome back to The Secret Truth. I'm George Butler, along with my assistant. Charles. Yeah, welcome back, Alan White. We've got an in-studio question for you. Uh, Larry, what's your question for Alan White? Uh, Mr. White, I was just wondering how Barack Hussein Obama fits into this equation with the big boys. How they are planning him to be a world leader, or uh, he seems to be very charismatic all over the world, and uh, he made a, a grandiose speech over in Berlin, and uh, some people are uh, considering him like another Kennedy or something like that. What's your thoughts on Barack Hussein Obama? Well, he himself, uh, Barack, talked about uh, one of his mentors, his main mentor, uh, as being Brzezinski. And uh, Brzezinski uh, said years ago in his own book uh, that uh, eventually the U.S. could be controlled if we just put forward the right person with the right charisma and build up a a personality cult. Well, you've seen it in action. That's what that is. You're seeing a personality cult, and uh, um, Obama's been trained for this position. He was pre-picked at the Bilderberger meeting, and um, he's doing exactly what his script writers uh, have told him to do, his advisors. There's no president out there today, had me for years and years and years, that could ad-lib and say things off the cuff. The cuff. They all stick to their scripts. And they have expert uh, scriptwriters writing for them. The, the guys who know the real world agenda are the scriptwriters. I'd prefer if they just fired all the presidents and prime ministers across the world, bring forth the scriptwriters, and we can all give them Oscars because they do the work. Yeah. Yeah, this good. cult of personality buildup is unprecedented from what I can tell. What, what's your opinion? Oh, sure. I mean, they can make any unknown. Uh, a walking god overnight is just using Hollywood techniques. They use the same kind of techniques to create stars in the movie industry or in the music industry. And there's no, it's not difficult at all when you've already got a massive, powerful, very wealthy organization backing him. The, the boys at the, the top uh, have backed him with, with the incredible money. So, What do you see, uh, Larry, like you know. those children that they were teaching uh, songs to? What, what, did you see that? Well, that's frightening. It's scary. Yes. I also saw some uh, videos where the children are praising Lenin and uh, yes. praising this Kim Il-sung and uh, Hitler back years ago. And, that, and then when you watch this uh, where they're praising uh, Barack Hussein Obama, it's, yes. it's reminiscent of all of this. And I was just wondering also what your thoughts are on this uh, birth certificate of his. Why won't he show a valid birth certificate to the American people, you suppose? Well, 
Uh, he'll get away with it too, but yeah, he can't bring it up because he doesn't have it, obviously. And um, it's so funny too when you hear him talking about my country and so on. You wonder, you wonder if he's talking about Kenya or which one. Uh, but it doesn't really matter to the public anymore. Most of the public don't mind, mind I think. They live in a twilight zone. Um, but, but, yeah, the guy, one, uh, one uh, radio host in Canada, I was on his show recently, uh, got fired off the station for bringing up that topic of, of, Brian, of, of Obama's birth certificate. The Canadian government is so tight in with this left-wing, this uh, socialist world agenda, uh, they actually put pressure on the station to fire the, 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 the host, and he did get fired. Okay, we've got a, uh, another question here from an in-studio audience. What's your name and what's your question? Um, my name is Eric, and my question is, uh, with, these, uh, sw- uh, with the swine flu vaccinations, is this uh, part of the uh, population control uh, tactics or anything like that, or is this more of a mental mind game to see how far people will go, see, see how far they'll comply with the demands given to them, or see how they'll willingly give themselves up to something such as vaccinations like this? I think it's both, actually. Um, when the League of Nations was set up by this world, the same bunch again, the big foundation leaders, uh, back in the end of World War One, they set up uh, the World Health Organization then, and one of their mandates was, was to mandatorily vaccinate everyone for everything across the planet. That was taken up into the United Nations with the same agenda. But again, you've got this free choice thing and free will, and they don't like that at the United Nations. We're being trained to go along and just be obedient and allow them to do whatever they wish. Because this is a new scientific-type dictatorship, a rule by experts, and that's the world they're bringing in. All government agencies will have, they have authority now. All all ones that don't even belong to the government, like children's aids, have authority. They're backed up now with SWAT teams. That's the system we're living in. But I think also, to be honest with you, looking over the history of vaccinations and the real history of vaccinations, you have to go into The Lancet and the various medical journals themselves to find them. It's a horror story. Um, Bertrand Russell and Julian Huxley both said in the 50s and 60s that they, these boys at the top, would have to bring the world down to a manageable size and they discussed ways of sterilizing the public. They said they could either use the needle, that's the words they use in their own books, the needle, injections or put it in their food or put it in their water supply. Personally I think they're doing all of it but I think also uh, because of recent statements coming out of the United Nations and from the mouths of John Holdren that was appointed as a science czar there. Now John Holdren put out a book in the 70s with Paul Ehrlich and um, it was called Ecoscience. In it, John Holdren. Now, this is a scary thing. This guy now is the top advisor for all science for to Obama's administration for the whole of the U.S. And Holdren advocated mandatory sterilization by the, all those means I've just mentioned. He said it would be more tricky in, in the United States. He says in, in the third world countries, they're too ignorant. They'll go along with it. They're better educated in the U.S., so we'll have to be very devious about how we do it and implement it. But they also said we'll have to also not just think about preventing births. He says we'll have to think about death care, meaning uh, uh, shortening the lifespan of people. So I think we're going to see all of this come out with uh, this kind of stuff. I think that putting stuff in is, and different gene types will, will die off faster than others uh, because of it. Yeah. Do you have any follow-up question? Okay, well, thank you very much for your, for your question. Charles, did you have any comment on, on anything so far? Well, uh, before the break, we were talking about chemtrails, and uh, my, my, the crux of my questions were, 
is this for weather, weather modification? Is this to make us sick? And uh, if you want to talk about other Tesla-like technologies, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Alan. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt it makes you sick, all right, because people have been getting sicker since, since the 90s with this is when they really stepped up the spraying. Um, you're breathing in barium, aluminum oxide, and various other metallic-type particles um, pretty frequently now. Uh, now, recently they've talked about geoengineering and doing this very thing openly in the papers by using these particular metallic particles in order to supposedly alter the climate for the better. But in reality, whatever they tell you, they're thinking of doing something. They've been doing it for years. But when you add in um, the works of Teller, Teller was the inventor of the H-bomb, and he worked at the Pentagon. And in his own writings, he said he advocated using this very method of not only altering the weather for warfare purposes, wiping out farm areas and so on through, through flood or drought, you can do, do either, but he also said uh, this will make the atmosphere more conducive to spreading uh, ELF-type uh, signals across whole continents. And therefore, by uh, using the HARP or ELF technology, um, they could actually send signals out across the, the, a, a continent the size of the U.S. and either tranquilize the public if they wish them to be tranquil and placid or else make them rather angry or even depressed. And that's in the official statements at the, at the Pentagon in the writings of Tesla of uh, Teller. So I think they're doing all of this right now because the public are far too placid uh, when you see what's happened to them since, since 2001. It's as though they're in a twilight zone, and, and I'm sure they're using it. If you use um, shortwave radio at all, um, this is when we first picked up that the Soviets were using uh, Tesla technology and beaming across to the West uh, back in the 70s. It was called the woodpecker effect, and you could hear this on your ham radio. Uh, today, you can hear it 24 hours a day, and it's the most powerful signal on, on the shortwave radio. Uh, and it's been going like that steadily since 2001. My gosh. You so, know, uh, it, are, are, the, are the Earth's people, are they in a delusional state or what? Are they awake or are they into a deep sleep? What, what's, your, what's your opinion? They're in a twilight zone. Uh, I like the ad you have there. In fact, it says, uh, um, are you stupid? Uh, I, I was diagnosed stupid. That's a very good ad that because you, you watch TV. Most people's reality really comes completely from television. And Brzezinski, again, we must always read the books by these big players because they're still on the go yet with geopolitics. Brzezinski said that shortly the public will be unable to think for themselves. It says they'll only be able to repeat the previous night's uh, news to themselves in the following day. And he said shortly they'll believe that the media is there to do the reasoning for them. Well, that has happened. And he wrote the book in the 70s. Hey, Alan, you know, a, uh, a recent uh, television program was canceled after two episodes, and it was about models. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> super models. So maybe there is hope for the world in the future. Thank you for being with us this evening. And thank you, Charles, for assisting me. And uh, Alan, you hit the on the head. You're fitting out, but it's been a pleasure being on, George. Thanks very much, Alan. Good night.